BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Welcome to BizQuick, everybody. I am Corey. I'm Julie. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the little things, because it's the little things that matter. But before we jump into that, I want to tell you about our Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash bizquick. It's a little tool that we're using out there to help our listeners uh, get more of what they love, and that's time with me and Julie. Even though you don't get our own personal time, but you get to know us a little bit better. You get some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um all sorts of stuff. And if you want to tip us uh, because you love this show, we would appreciate it. You can head on over to patreon.com slash bizquick. Give us a tip. Let us know what you think. And I don't know, maybe we'll send you a funny video. We probably will. Probably. Yeah. Hey, I, I can I tell a story? Sure. All right. So, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of different different things that I think about with this particular story because it's one, you can, you know how like something can happen to you and you can real, you realize just from that thing, how much you've changed or evolved over some period of time. Right. So, um, like maybe you're pa- you're more patient or maybe your fuse is shorter or whatever it is. Right. But so here's, here's the deal on last night I was, um, making um, some reds and greens, right? So it's a first form powder drink that, you know, I drink before I go to bed. I hate it, but I drink it. And I always put it in this mason jar that I have, right? And I drink it out of the mason jar because it's too much to put into a glass. And I don't have a lot of glasses. So anyway, I make, I use this mason jar and I use the mason jar every single day. And last night I'm, I am standing at my sink, chugging it down, and then I'm washing the mason jar and I dropped it onto the granite countertop and it shattered and went everywhere. Wow. That's a hell of a drop. Mason jars can take a beating. Yeah, well, this one, it shattered. And I thought, well, <laughs> that sucks. So I was cleaning up glass for about the next 30 minutes, right? Because it's in my kitchen. So I got to. You know, I'm sweeping, I'm vacuuming, I'm washing everything because glass goes shard. There were shards of glass everywhere. Sure. Right? And I thought, okay, I'll have to make a note to myself to get another mason jar because I only have one. <laughs> it's like, I'll get another one. And then today I had the patio door open and I was in my garage. I was on my treadmill. And... I heard this really loud boom. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to ask Corey if he heard that gunshot. Because I just assumed it was a gunshot, right? And I didn't, I really didn't give it any other thought. And I go upstairs after I'm done working out. And there's effing glass everywhere in my kitchen again. Because this bowl that I had made at a like one of those pottery stores 
Um, God, I probably made it 15 years ago with a really good friend of mine. It got blown off the table and shattered. And I was, the first thought that went through my head was, wow, I guess that friendship is over. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because I just attached this stupid meaning to it. And then I thought, you should probably get the broom and just clean this up. And realized it's just nothing more than a broken bowl, right? And I was thinking to myself, as me, the way my brain works, I try. I immediately wanted to attach a meaning. I'm like, why are all these things breaking, right? And then I kind of laughed to myself because I think, why do bad things always happen to me? Which is always is a joke that I say when something minor happens. And I always I, I think about the way that you look at something versus me, right? That bowl breaking, you'd have been like... I probably should have closed the door. It was windy out. Sometimes things break. Right? The world is an imperfect place. (laughs) Screws fall out all the time. (laughs) Yes. But it's just an interesting thing how, you know, I I think, you know, in my past, I would have, I would have spent a lot of time dwelling over two stupid things breaking in a row and trying to figure out, like, what am I doing wrong in my life that these bad things are happening? And I'm like, I clean it up and move on, man. Like, keep on going and not even really giving it a second thought beyond... The shit broke. Yeah. The first thing I want to address in that story is uh, kind of concerning to me. Which, that I only have one mason jar? Well, no, that's the second one. Um, That's also concerning. But the, you and I have been to the gun range a handful of times, many times. You've shot hundreds, if not thousands of bullets. Yeah. Do you honestly know what a gunshot sounds like? Because a bull landing on the ceiling above you while you're in a garage, sounds significantly different than a gunshot. Okay. Also, you're making it sound like we live in South Central LA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to be fair, I had earbuds in, and so it was muffled, but it was still loud enough that it came through. And you're right. We do not live in South Central LA. Yes. Yes. So um, I don't, I think the answer to your question is, well, I do know what a gunshot sounds like. I don't know what a gunshot sounds like. Outside of the gun range? In the wild. Yes, in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and mason jars. Obviously, you know me. You have hundreds I've, of them. Yes, you should have just said, I would have brought one over today. Well, next, yeah, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Do you need a wide mouth or a small mouth? Wide mouth. Okay, done. Actually, it doesn't really matter. Your okay. dealer's choice. Do you need a, a quart size? Yeah. High size? Court. Okay, court. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha covered. Do you want it blue or clear? Oh, blue. Do you need a lid? Sure. Okay, gotcha covered. Awesome. Do All you right. want it full of soup? <laughs> oh, yeah, your chicken noodle yes. soup is so delicious. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'll take some of that. We're way off track. All right, little things. So I'm getting close to opening up the restaurant. Wait, what? Yeah, and... Uh, as we get closer and closer and closer to the opening date and... We are pre-recording this because I've got a ton of shit going on. Um, finding time in my calendar is hard. Enjoy. I have a ton of stuff going you on. Do, too. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah. Your calendar is a little more forgiving, a little more flexible than it mine is, is right it now. Is. Um, Just in not, general, I'm a more forgiving person. You well. are. And you've been very accommodating. And I appreciate that throughout this entire process. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to uh, diminish the work that you do by I, any I means. I never feel like you are. All right. Well, I'll try harder next time. <laughs> but the... So we're pre-recording some episodes because I'm just not going to have the time. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, as we get closer and closer to opening, it's 
we start focusing in on all of the little details, all of the little things that happen and that need to happen. So if you're talking about opening up a business in general, the big picture, open up a business. And then you break that down into smaller pieces. And it's uh, the milestone, so to speak, if you're creating a project schedule. And it's like, okay, well, we need to find a space. We need to sign a lease. We need to find this person. We need to get designed. We need to, we need to do all these things. And then, like, all of those get broken down into smaller pieces. And then those get broken down into smaller pieces. And now we're at the point where I've got a thousand little tiny things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's driving me crazy because the devil's in the details. And there's a certain point where... I know that I have to let go. And let go and let God? No, just let go. Just just, <laughs> just move on because I can spend more time on this. Yeah. Or I can realize that 99.9% of the people aren't going to notice this and I don't need to dwell on that. So, for instance, I was creating this um, light fixture today because that's an important part of opening up a restaurant is creating your own light fixtures. And I'm taking a skateboard, an old skateboard, um, and putting new grip tape on it, and then I'm attaching a light fixture to it and then attaching that to the wall. So the the frame the frame for the light is a um, skateboard. Is a skateboard. And the reason that I'm doing this is because in the original drawings there was supposed to be a row of can lights above these tables. uh, that would illuminate these tables at nighttime. Yeah. Uh, but because of a design issue because of the um, sprinkler system that had to get put in and probably a dozen other things, the lights got moved from on top of the table to about three and a half feet to the right. If you're looking at the tables from the direction I'm looking at them right now in my head. Um, And so at night, these tables are very dark. So I was like, fuck, I need to put lights in. Um, And there's this wall next to it. And I was like, I can attach the wall. Cool. So I start... Like I, I remove the old grip tape from the old skateboard and I put the new grip tape on and I'm cutting it and the edges aren't, I'm kind of in a rush. I'm not taking the time that I should. And the edges of the grip tape on the edge of the skateboard are a little jagged in some points. And I'm like, fuck, I should probably take the time to just sand this down and make them smooth the whole way around. But I want to get it on the wall to see what it looks like. And in the back of my mind, knowing that once I get it on the wall, I'm very unlikely going to take it down to fix it. So once it gets put on the wall, it's there forever. Um, and that's where it is now. Looks great. And I'm probably gonna be the only person that's going to notice those jagged little edges like around, around the edge on the grip tape. But it's those little things right there where one, these tables needed light. I could have gone without light. I could have gone the easy route and said, Hey, let's just throw a candle on there. I was just gonna uh, say candle. Yeah, yeah. Throw a candle on the table and those, and only those three tables are going to get candles and it's only gonna be at night. But then in the back of my mind, Eh, well, candles burn out. People are lazy. People are probably going to forget to light them. Somebody's going to forget to order them. Fuck it. I'm just going to spend the time. I spent a good portion of yesterday running electric that is definitely on the plans. If anybody's looking, they were on the plans and approved by the electrical inspector. Um, no, that didn't happen. But uh, the uh, they're tied into uh, another series of lights. It's totally cool. But um, the, yeah, so... I put in a lot of effort to create something very minor, mm-hmm. but it's going to have a big effect in the end that nobody is really going to notice but me. And it's going to drive you probably nuts, right? Well, no, I'm I'm happy now. 
Oh, that is there. And oh, yes, but, 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 but the, the little jagged edge. edges. Yeah. yeah. A couple of like the little bad cuts that I made. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to bother me, but, um, not as much as walking in every other night and seeing that the candles aren't lit on the table. So I just solved the problem on the front end and said, because yeah. these lights are attached, like I said, in a series to other lights. So as long as lights are on, these lights are on. Right. Now, light bulbs can burn out. Sure. And so that's a whole other thing. But, but Well, hopefully somebody will change the light bulb. Yeah, we'll out. see. But, but the reality is this, right? You can look at that as saying, you know, you've got the details and that's why you you keep a punch list, right? So you can write the details down. And there are details that matter very much when you're opening a business. Like, you know, you have to remember to, you know, get the terms and conditions, get the privacy policy. If you're open, you know, if you've got a website, those little things like that, they matter, right? But there's also a very strong argument to be made for progress over perfection. Just take the step, right? So you, you got the detail, you got the light. I don't have to be perfect. We, what you needed to do was solve a problem in a more permanent way, which you did. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get wrapped up in the, it has to be perfect. We won't even start until it's perfect. We don't want to launch the business until it's perfect. And it's like, just iterate through it, right? And we've had this internal conversation many times for SB Pace, right? Where I'm like, let's just jump, let's do it. And you want things to be a little bit more solid. You want to understand it. You're the process guy. You're like, Julie, got to walk through this. How are they going to pay us money? How are we going to do this? And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's talk about it, right? But I don't think either one of us ever felt like we needed perfection, but there were certainly things that we went way overboard that we didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, I think of Foundation 52 and I think, what the fuck were we thinking? I don't know. I have no idea. And I I remember that conversation. Uh, So for anybody out there, uh, basically everybody out there, Foundation 52 is this program that we uh, created for entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, where every week for 52 weeks you could get a new piece of information. And I remember that spreadsheet you initially created where it was, okay, here's 52 weeks of information and here's all the videos and here's all the content. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, there's like six or eight pieces of content per week. I was like, that's 400, you know, if not more like things that have to get created on top of the videos. And you're like, yeah, well, we don't have to do everything. And I'm like, thank God, like, because that's just ridiculous. Do we Um, do everything? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and like back to the lights, uh, where it's uh, the per, uh, perfection versus progress. So I'm tying into this existing light and I hate the lights that are on the ceiling right now. Um, oh, really? Because they're not, um, oh, you're not talking about the ones over the bar. You're just talking the general. Light. Yeah. They're like these quote unquote can lights, which are actually just led puck lights. Um, and they just, they kind of clip into a fixture in the ceiling. Okay. The problem is that when they burn out, you have to replace the whole fixture and that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we can talk about that on a different podcast, but just how wasteful it is. It's like, instead of replacing the bulb, replacing the thing that burned out and broke, I'm going to replace an entire fixture. But guess what? Most people aren't comfortable doing replacing light fixtures. So, so like that's creating like uh, almost like a, a, some sort of subscription work for an electrician to be like, Oh, light burned out. I guess you got to call me back. And I'm like, no dickhead. As soon as one of these things burns out, I'm going to hire an actual electrician to come in here and and put in fixtures that don't suck. Fixtures that are, that are idiot proof that anybody can end up with these fixtures. The electrician just picked them. Yeah. 
Um, and they're fine. They are great for home use when they are on three hours a day total. Um, but when they're on 14 hours a day, uh, you know, that 15-year lifespan now got real short real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so from the perspective of, you know, the details, again, it's what, what is your, what, what do we want to leave entrepreneurs with or our listeners with in terms of things that they can take away from this to say, here, you know, this is where it matters, this is where it doesn't, or here's how I can get better at details as a business owner. Well, I'm going to tease that, Julie, because first I want to tell everybody about Certivium, because Certivium is our other business that we have that deals with the most important thing in your business, and that is your customers. It is, uh, we help you with social media management, social media engagement, customer service, um, all, all of those things that you want to do better, but you might not have the time for because you're doing all, dealing with all the little details in your business. Um, and so that's what we created Certivium for. It is for entrepreneurs. It's for small businesses. Check it out, certivium.com. The link to that is in the show notes, and we'll be right back after this break. All right. Welcome back to the show. All right, Corey, answer the question. So what are some tips for entrepreneurs who are um, trying to deal with the details, manage the details? Yeah. Um, so I think first and foremost, uh, find somebody, find people, some people who you can trust who are autonomous, who can make decisions and not like the big decisions, but who can just kind of pick and choose the, because the, the, unless you're the, the micromanaging type of person, which I abhor, you should be completely okay with having somebody just just make make decisions. Julie, you were talking earlier today. You're like, I just made this executive decision that we're going to have Callie on the uh, radio show the first Tuesday of every month. And I'm like, perfect. Second Thursday, very close. I don't care. A Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I care that Callie's on, but I don't care which Tuesday. We don't record on Tuesdays. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will never get that right, by the way. You won't. Um, you won't. That's okay, though. But, right. but yeah. it's finding the right people who you trust, and yeah. that might be that might require some training. That might be you uh, hiring based upon core values and all of those things that we talk about. But having people who you trust to who think I don't want to say think like you, but have your your mindset, who have the brand in, in consideration when they're making decisions, and then write things down. One of my biggest pet peeves with my general contractor with Kava is nobody writes a fucking thing down. Nobody. And they also, and I think this is um, by design, they refuse to have communications via email because that's a paper trail. Everything has to be over the phone or in person because if somebody doesn't, if somebody commits to something and they don't hit the date, there's, you, can't, you can't hold them to anything because nothing's written down. Um, so write things down, create lists. That's a, that's, that's crazy. Yes. But that's like, you know, kind of the conspiracy theory side of my head thinking. Sure. Um, I also just think that like, eh, you know, we'll just figure it out. It's cool. I'm like, well, no, you're not going to figure it out cause you fucking suck at what you're doing because that's what I'm dealing with right now is those details. I've given them list upon list upon list of problems that yeah. they need to fix. And now I'm fixing all of those problems because they're not going to do it on time. They're probably not going to do it correctly. And I'm going to get charged for it. So 
I guess. It's a trifecta. Yes, I'm not sleeping tonight again. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, when it comes to the details, I like to almost like, I don't know if this will make sense, but I like to deal with them almost last, right? And I'm talking, you know, for I know, and I'll, I'll go back to using when we launched Foundation 52, right? So a lot of, like, we had to work out the details of what what does the program include, and we had everything mapped out, and we figured out how we were going to divide up the work and all that stuff. But it was at the end when we're like, okay, we're now we're going to build this in Kajabi, and we had to figure out the price point, and we had to figure out the marketing, and what are all of the things, right? So it's like the big heavy lifting work is done. What's left on the list, and then making that punch list of here's all the things that we have to do to launch in the next and you know we'd be like we want to launch in a week and then you realize there's far too many details here so we either have to decide what are we scaling back on on the details or are we pushing the launch date back right and then kind of approaching it that way and I think in general that's how I like to function is let's get the foundation first the big stuff and then come back and worry about those smaller things now there are times when obviously the details matter much earlier but in general, I like I like to treat it as its own separate phase of a project. Yeah, and when I'm doing any kind of construction work, whether I'm doing a renovation at my house or I'm building a restaurant, I'm I don't like to get laser focused until I get really like until I get to that point that I need to be. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, we have decorative and decorative. They are actual surfboards, very nice surfboards. Hello, Robert August. Um, on our walls, and hopefully one day I might actually be able to take a vacation and use one of them. But before that happens, they are just going to sit on the walls and look really nice. Um, and we had a, a th- we have three of them, and we had three different places to hang them. Um, but I didn't get around to hanging them one because I didn't want these uh, very nice expensive surfboards in the space while construction was going on. But also um, I didn't know what they were going to look like once all the pieces came together. I just knew that surfboards were going to be a part of the decorations Mm kind of had an idea where they were going to go, but that's about it. And uh, the other day I'm looking around because I'm, thinking to myself that it's about time that we pull the surfboards in and I look at two of the columns that we're supposed to hang the surfboards on and then I walk over with the tape measure and I measure it and they're columns too, aren't wide enough. Columns are too short because there's an electrical outlet on the bottom and there's a light at the top. And the surfboard will not fit on two of the three columns. Can't you just hang them the other way? I'm not even going to try that. That's... <laughs> So you know what a column is, right? I do. Long, long and skinny. No, I, I know. I was being, I was <laughs> okay. joking and meaning. Why don't we just hang them vertic or hang them hor- ver- horizontally? Yes. So yeah. <laughs> I was joking. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, all right. The other day, the other podcast. All right, genius. We were talking about everybody needs to go to kindergarten again. Here's shapes, Julie. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're joking, but yeah, no, I was joking. okay, good. Yeah. So anyway. So we had to make uh, just a decision on the fly. And it's like, okay, well, we'll put them here, here, here instead. Right. Not a big deal. Like, it didn't need to put a lot of thought into it. It didn't require a, a, any kind of conversation. You didn't have to tear a wall down. No. It was like, okay, they don't fit there. Where can they fit? Okay, that's where they'll fit, and it's going to look just as good. 
nobody's the wiser who, you know, other than myself, it's like, well, they weren't supposed to go there, but we can, we can fix it. But if I had just powered through with that, here is the detail from day one, we would have had surfboards crammed into a column with a light and an outlet and no way to access the light or the outlet because the surfboard would now be in front of it. And we'd probably lose about 12 inches of space into the restaurant because we'd have to mount the surfboard out from the wall and then the light wouldn't work because it would be shining on the back of the surfboard. So right. details, people. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, but that's also the, you know, that progress over perfection, right? Yeah. Where you just, you know, it's more important to make progress than it is to be perfect on it, but it's also details matter, but freedom within the framework. Yes. One of your favorite, uh, one of well, your favorite sayings, but it, it makes sense. It, yeah, I think it's very, very true. Explain that to everybody. So f- freedom within the framework is really just the understanding that you have, you have a plan, and basically this is the what, this is what needs to happen, this is where we need to land when we're done, but how we get there doesn't really matter. We need to sell, you know, 400 cases of green beans this week how we do that we're flexible on we need to we need three surfboards hanging in the restaurant before it opens where they hang we're flexible on yeah freedom within the framework you can find ways to make it work it also gives people more accountability and more more um they feel more authority in what's happening right you have more control over their own destiny when that happens Sure, and then you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, um, which oftentimes it feels like in business, in corporate America, just in life, it's the government especially, it's here's this thing that we're going to do because we spent a lot of time and money creating this program, creating this tool, creating, I mean, how many IT projects have we worked on where IT is like, here's this new tool you're going to use, and the business says, did you ask us if we even wanted a new tool? <laughs> like, or nope. how, how we liked the tool we have? Yes, exactly. Or all of the updates I get on my phone where, you know, Samsung says, hey, we updated your phone. It's better. And I'm like, cool. It's every day it's a little more like an iPhone, which I don't fucking want. If you wanted an iPhone, you'd buy an Exactly. IPhone. I yeah. want an Android, and I want it to look and function like an Android, and I want to take the battery out. I think that's coming back, though. I read an article today that uh, the EU, which I love or hate, um, there's certain things I do enjoy about the EU and that they, um, the the idea that, like, for for instance, iPhone is very, is notorious for basically destroying your battery so that every two years you have to buy a new phone because you can't stand the fact that your battery, and so you have to buy a whole new phone. Mm-hmm. And the EU is, is trying to pass a law saying that batteries need to be replaceable. Because it makes more sense to throw out the battery, or sorry, recycle the battery, um, and keep the phone than buy a whole new phone. Yeah, I just realized now, like, imagine the waste around old phones. Oh, yeah. I just, I didn't even think about that until this very moment. I mean, but if you think about it, you've got, uh, especially now, let's say uh, 200 million Americans Mm -hmm. just in this country. Who have a phone, mm-hmm. and probably ninety percent of those people replace their phone every three years, maybe less. Maybe less. So you're talking about 180 million phones that are 
Getting thrown in the ocean? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of phones in the ocean. <laughs> that's a lot of phones in the ocean. I don't think they actually end up in the ocean. I don't think they do. I don't know where they go, though. But, yeah, I don't either. I don't, I, I don't think they're recyclable. I don't think so either. I had a box of electronics in my house. I was cleaning house um, a couple months ago and maybe longer. I don't know. But I, I had this box of old electronics, like an old router, an old phone, like all of these things that mm-hmm. I did not want to throw away. Not because I'm a hoarder, because I am a hoarder, but like even my hoarder self was like, you just, just get rid of these things. So I put them in a box because I wanted to recycle them because they shouldn't go to a landfill. Right. And I could not find a place in Richmond that would take them. So you know where they ended up? In the garbage. On my floor for like six months, but eventually in the garbage. What? Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you just put them in your green recycling bin and let the... Because they're, they're just going to throw it out. Oh. So I can sleep better at night, Julie? Uh-huh. I sleep just fine, thank you. <laughs> well, that's the important thing, right? Yes. yes. Is that you sleep just fine. Yeah, I agree. I didn't... I just... That's a whole new... Well, you know that most of the stuff that goes to the recycling plant anyways gets thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they most yeah, most of it they don't well I think most people don't conceptually understand how little is actually recyclable. Yeah, they'll take a lot of the metals. Uh so they run everything under a magnet first so they can pull out all the iron based metals yeah. out of there because that's easy and then aluminum, etc. Should I is this an, a recycling podcast or are we way off topic at we this are point? Way off topic. But all of your paper goods just get thrown away. Most of the glass that might get broken down. Basically but. if it's plastic and it's got food in it, it gets thrown away. Yeah. It's paper paper gets thrown away. Yeah. Yeah, you should yeah. just burn that anyways. You should just burn it. Yeah. You really should. And the plastic, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for All right, back on topic, Julie. <laughs> All Details. Right. Yeah, de- <laughs> yes, detail. What you, how you recycle matters. It does. That's the detail. All right, we've got, we, we're, we're running out of time, so one one last tip for uh, our listeners. Oh, you want me to give them a tip? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a tip on details that is just this, just Keep a working punch list of things that have to be done when you're work when you're doing project based work, right? So, just a running punch list that you can run through, and because things are going to come to you at various times when you're doing a project, and you're going to want to remember what they are, and then you don't have to keep them in your head. You can put them on paper, and then when the time comes, you'll know. Oh, we have to do that. So, a running punch list of stuff that has to be done for project based work. Perfect. All right, we should exit. Yeah, we should. You should grab your script so we can do that because you start this one. Hey, thank you for uh, listening, listeners. We appreciate you. And everything about our show is in the show notes. And everything about our company, including all the ways that you can work with us, all of our free content, and all the ways you can connect with us are on our website, sbpace.com. And don't forget about Certivium. Don't sleep on that one. Yeah, don't forget about it. We forget about it sometimes, but don't forget about it. Hey, download and rate our podcast. Subscribe. Give us a review if you haven't done it already. You can do that on both Apple and on Spotify. But on Spotify, they require you to listen to some episodes, but you're loyal, so we know you've already done it. If you're interested in hearing about any topics, reach out. And we have a radio show. It's called Defeat the Chaos. It's on the Voice America Business Channel, possibly also the Variety Channel because we're very entertaining. And that is Thursdays. What day, Corey? Thursdays. Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, live, or you can always catch the recorded version. 
And I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that if you've made it this far in the podcast, you're probably a loyal listener, which means that you should be able to just go to Spotify and rate and review that. You don't have to listen to a few because you already have. And we appreciate that. We do appreciate that. Go buy our book. It's called Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It is, uh, there's a link on our website. There's a digital workbook download. And uh, if you've already purchased it, go out there, rate and review it. And it's the number one bestseller. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm Julie. I'm Corey. And this is BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.